welcome to another episode of the Alpha Race Pod in the building with your hosts Darren and Cam. Hello. And today everyone. we do oh. have a. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> speaking too fast. <laughs> I was ready to say hello to everyone, say but that's hellos. fine. Say your hellos. I've not seen now. you for a few weeks. I know. Yeah, a uh, moment. Yeah. But we are back, back in the building with a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Janelle Kiara. I'm a DJ and also a podcast host too. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here and have some great conversation with you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We um, obviously came across your podcast, Soulful Success, mm-hmm. and we love the content that you're putting out. So we thought you'd be a great guest to have on today to talk about... Discipline. Yes, oh. discipline. Um, before we jump into the topic, <laughs> So a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So you've got this podcast, Soulful Success. Can you tell yeah. us a bit about that? So I have been wanting to start a podcast for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been putting it off and putting it off. And then I started it in August. And Soulful Success is all about passion, profit, and personal power. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like manifesting. It's about goals. It's about turning your passions into profits. But we also talk about like self-care and like therapy so there's like a wide range of things but I feel like to the whole point in soulful success is looking at the holistic side of success so yeah. you know having all of the you reaching your goals the potential the materialistic things um but also behind that is like the manifesting and like taking care of yourself and like being happy and kind of like if you were to become really successful you have the whole view of whatever that means for you because success is different to everybody Mm. where does that come from is that something that you've always had within you or something Um, that you've gone through i think that for me i i would probably say it's a conversation i was having actually whether people are born to be successful or whether it's something that they um you know pick up through life and Mm. through like trials and tribulations that kind of thing i've always had like this intrinsic desire to be something to be something Mm. in the world if that makes sense um but then what i figured out is that i was like a workaholic i would work all the hours in the world um and i would have like a lot of burnout and i would just like keep going and going and for me it wasn't until i started therapy which was at the end of 2022 that i actually started to look at things a little bit differently like in order to be successful i don't have to burn myself out i don't have Mm. to like do everything at all times. Um, So I think that's kind of where I thought, you know what, let me start this podcast, but let me add in the fact that, because I've always been big about manifesting. I read The Secret when I was like 16. Mm. So that's always been a part of me. But it's like, how does it look from a full circle point of view? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So off the back of that, do you think in order to be successful, you need to have a level of discipline? Definitely. And that's, again, something that I have been really looking into recently because mm. I don't think I was very disciplined. Mm, I'm so surprised to hear that with what you were just saying with being a workaholic. And I was actually going to say, um, how do you think your view of discipline changed after doing therapy and kind of seeing yourself in a, in a different way? So funnily enough, I was disciplined in the work aspect. Mm. So nothing, I was like very disciplined. I'm up, I'm at work, you know, I'm getting things done, but I probably didn't have much discipline in any other area of my life. Mm. (laughs) So that's what I figured out through therapy is like work Mm. aspect, you know, disciplined in a sense like I could go on a night out 
you know, get home at four, mm. be up at six and like be at work if that was the case. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I can get up and I can drive and I can be somewhere. Mm. But then when it came to like eating healthy or, you know, mm. making decisions, sometimes I wasn't as disciplined in those areas. So mm. I think it's, again, looking at all the different areas in your life and really breaking it down. Cause you think that you're really good in one area. You might be so successful in another area, but are you disciplined in eating, going to the gym, in your mm. relationships, mm. in, self-love and that type of stuff i love that you brought that up with um making decisions because it's making me think of that phrase where they're you know where they say the way you do one thing is how you do everything and i feel like when we think about discipline we think about discipline externally but we don't think about discipline with your thoughts and what you're choosing to think and how you choose to deal with mental chatter or let things run off so i think that's such a key point because for me I think that's one of the things that holds me back with discipline, just kind of having those streams of thoughts and having it be quite sporadic. And then you're in analysis paralysis and you don't know what to start with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's really stressful. So how have you guys, I mean, do you deal with that? Is that something? That's I mean, the what you just said is kind of interesting to me about mm. how you do one thing is how you do, what, say it again. How, how you, you do one thing is how you do everything. Do you believe in that? I do. Do you believe in that? I disagree completely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like when you said that, I also had the same thought process. So I was thinking, mm. how I do one thing is not how I do everything. In fact, mm. I have a different way of doing everything. I don't know if that's the same for exactly you. Exactly that. Yeah. That's why that point stuck mm. struck with me. Okay. Well, <laughs> fine. So. I can stand alone. <laughs> no, but I, I agree. I think it is true because I think if you have. If you look at like the core of something, and mm. I guess different things can be true for different people, so it might not resonate. Mm. But if you look at the core of a behavior, like does it come from at the core, like an anxious place or an avoidant place? Mm -hmm. How does that energy filter out through the rest of your life, you know? That's interesting. Mm. And I can definitely see where you're speaking about the anxious and the avoidance side, because mm. that's how you deal with like relationships. That might be how you deal with business. Yeah. Um. So I think to an extent it can be true, but I think again, going back to the fact that I'm really disciplined in one area and have mm. no discipline in another area, is kind of like a parallel for me because mm. I think that it depends also where I'm at in my life and what it is that I want, mm. depending on how I deal with different things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was going to be my next thing. What determines your discipline? Yeah, I think it's about the goals that I'm focused on. Okay. Um, but also mental health determines yeah. discipline. How I feel, uh, how happy I am, mm. how comfortable I am. Because what you said about like the mental chatter, I have a lot of that. Mm. So I have a lot of like <clears throat> ridiculous thoughts and I was explaining this in a in a previous episode of my podcast like I think ridiculous thoughts mm. and sometimes I actually have to like bring myself back to what is logical so say mm. for example like my mom doesn't answer the phone I'm like oh my god what's happened she's been kidnapped like mm. that's not a logical <laughs> thought but that's like if she didn't answer the phone within five minutes my brain automatically goes to panic mode right. yeah so mm. then if I was disciplined with my thoughts which I'm trying to become a lot more disciplined I would go okay what is what is my brain telling me? Because your brain mm. works against you. Mm. Yeah. And then what is logical? Um, her yeah. phone's on silent. Yeah. You know, that's a normal <laughs> thing to think mm. about, isn't it? Yeah. But like, again, depending on where you're at now, if you're in a place where you're quite 
at peace and you're quite settled and you don't have a lot of anxiety, maybe mm. your thoughts wouldn't be thinking mm. in that type of manner. So I think it depends how you feel internally mm. of how you're going to be, uh, how you're going to be disciplined. That's interesting, especially like with the mental health aspect, because growing up, I didn't really hear anything about mental health. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you would just go through these things and you would just deal with it as as and when basically but now obviously as you're going through life you you've got more awareness of uh, how your mental health can impact your decision making or your mm-hmm. discipline in those times where you wasn't as clear or didn't have as much clarity how did you manage to deal with it um so i was having this conversation yesterday actually and i was saying that we do the best that we can at the point in, that we're at in life. Mm. So when you look back at decisions that you've made and you think, oh, why would I make that decision? But at that time, you, you, so you did you. the best that you could mm. with the you know, resources or with however you was mentally at yeah. that time. So now like you've grown and you can look back and think, I would never make that decision again. Mm. But in that moment, that's how you felt. And that's another point of like at this moment in time I might make a decision that I would look back at in 10 years and be like I'm not going to make that decision but at this moment in time it feels right to me so I think that's Mm. I don't know I think I was very much a person who again would just deal with things as and when but a lot of the time I would not really deal with the emotion of it so again through therapy what I've learned is to actually sit with the feeling because in the society it's you know, I don't know, imagine going through a heartbreak, right? You have to get up and go to work the next day. Yeah. Like, have you ever been heartbroken <laughs> your at work? broken. <laughs> How are you supposed to do anything else? <laughs> Being heartbroken at work is like one of the worst Torture. things. Torture. Because literally you're dying inside. Yeah. Your heart is actually breaking, but you're like, yes, Sophie, I'll have that over by tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yeah. And you have to small talk and tell them about your weekend. And you're like, I can't tell you I was crying every yeah. day. <laughs> all weekend yeah it's true it's really really true and i agree with that wholeheartedly because i believe that even when you're drawn to something to become more disciplined with like say if you're becoming more disciplined with going to the gym or diet and then maybe not the mental chatter at that point is because maybe your body is prepping you to be able to have the strength to deal with the next step so Mm -hmm. i think one thing to be successful with discipline, I guess, is to take things a step at a time and not try to do everything all at once. Mm -hmm. Mm. That does play a part. I think the other thing that plays a big part is your environment. Yes. Mm. And again, growing up in certain environments, you're just aware of life within this environment. You don't know what exists Mm. outside. So you might think that this is the best thing to do to survive this environment, let's say. And, being disciplined in that environment is totally different to be once you've left mm-hmm. that environment yes. and being disciplined in that environment. Yeah. What's the biggest change you've had in terms of discipline from one environment to another? Hmm. I think with me, mm. I've had to be accountable with how I'm reacting to my environment mm-hmm. because I feel like my environment has gone through phases where at times it's improved or at times it's gotten worse because that's just what life is when you have people around you you can't control how everything impacts them or you so for me 
one thing that would hold me back with discipline would be blaming my environment and thinking, oh, because that person who I can't get away mm-hmm. from physically right now is affecting me, I'm going to go back to this habit that I was not going to do or I'm too mm. annoyed to do something that's good for me now. So you have to be aware of how your environment is affecting you and minimize mentally and physically what that looks like. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And the discipline with being accountable is a massive thing. Yeah, Becoming accountable for your own actions is huge mm. and it's not pretty, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, like yeah. when you take the time to sit and be like, actually, that was my fault. Yeah, that, takes that a was lot me. Of bravery. Yeah, it takes a lot of bravery, and some people never get to that place. Yeah. So if you're even thinking about that, that means you become quite self-aware. Mm. Um, understanding that you can remove yourself from different environments as well. Like we're not stuck. Mm. So I know there's definitely times where we can't. You know, you can't up and move out of a certain area at some times. Um, you know, just like that. At any given moment, yeah. Mm. But. <clears throat> mentally and the people that you're around you can definitely change that so for me um as a dj i was definitely somebody that was like always out mm. and you know i've kind of been like through that party girl stage and then the end of 2022 i just knew that i wanted like better for myself yeah in a certain way like so i had to remove myself from those environments so you know this also becomes a habit if you've got a habit of every friday night you go out with the girls or you go every saturday night you go out with the girls which was kind of like my usual weekend and i Mm. think for most people it is but then you've got to think okay where is this going to get me Mm -hmm. Mm. and then when you actually sit with yourself you have to remove yourself from those environments or maybe it's the fact that you've got friends who are always complaining and they're quite negative you have to remove yourself so look at what you can control and see where you can make those changes because actually it might be that you remove yourself from certain people and your environment changes anyway. Mm. You might still be in the same area, but it might be, for example, I do a lot of yoga now. Mm. So like the people that I'll be around at yoga are gonna be completely different people to who I would be around if I were- On a Friday night. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. There's that saying, um, you can remove yourself mentally before you physically have moved. And I think that rings true a lot of the time. I don't know if it depends on your social circles as well. Um, have it either of you've got, well, you both, well, I know you for a fact, but <laughs> you, you come across like you're someone that, that would have a strong social circle around you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. How have you ever been in a position where you're ready to change something in your life, but the people closest to you aren't? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that was the point that I was at at the end of mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I was like, I've always been quite ambitious. I've always known what I wanted. And I do have now, I, I mean, I've always had like my female, strong female friends around mm. me who again, ambitious and etc. But then I would also put myself around certain people that I know that aren't going down the same path as me. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, but they're really nice. And mm. oh, but we get along in certain ways. Um, and then you, again, you just have to look at your circle and think, who is around me and it doesn't mean that you completely have to lock these people off but it's like you know you might have old school friends for example mm-hmm. and i think that's a real big thing you know if you've got like a strong social um group from school yeah. and like you're you want to be somewhere but they're just kind of in the same which is fine if you want to work like the nine to five and stuff like that but it just depends your goals have to align with the people that are around you and yeah. if you want better for yourself you have to be around people that are doing better than you. Mm. Um, And I think that sometimes you can be the person that's 
um, the better person for everybody else. So then where do you get your inspiration from? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't always be that person in every room. Mm. Um, but the reason I asked that is because I have a friend, right? And like, we've <laughs> 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 my friend forever. But growing up, we used to go out a lot. Mm. Then it got to a stage where he said he wanted the same things that I wanted. And I believed him, genuinely believe him. And I believe he did. But there were certain actions that he was doing that would prevent it. Not so much within the working side of it, because when it was time to work, he would work. But let's say we go out on a Friday or a Saturday. I noticed that every time you go out, he gets into problems. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I decided <laughs> I'm not going out with you no more because I can't <laughs> even bother. Like, mm. This is going to end badly, either for us or for the other people. One way or the mm, other, yeah. it's going to end badly, right? Anyway, I've left him to it. Years later, he's messaged me and he said, I finally see it now. I finally see why you said you can't be bothered to go out anymore. Because when I'm going out, it's just, he's at he's at a stage in his life now where it's just not worth the hassle. Mm-hmm. But as a result, he's not, it's kind of had an impact on the work he was doing as well. Because not that I didn't take him serious, but I knew that there was a lot of jeopardy Mm-hmm. in riding on that same road with him but I wasn't ready to separate myself from the friendship completely it's just that aspect of it yeah yeah. you see like luckily he's somebody that understood that have you ever been faced with someone that hasn't but you still want to maintain that friendship yes <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what did you do to do with that you have to like one to touch on like what was going through with your friend and stuff like that. Yeah. That's such a common thing that we all experience sometimes mm. when we're mm. dissociating from what we say we want and then doing something different. And we all do that, you know, because we have unconscious agreements within us that we're not aware that we're still signing up for. Mm-hmm. And I think you did the right thing with letting that person be on their journey because that is a journey. Yeah, it's not about changing them. It's about just understanding where you where are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think for me, like dealing with people who you know, friendships who I no longer kind of have, where we're going down separate paths, you really have to acknowledge and accept, and it can, it is painful, but you have to accept that one, you're not helping them, so are you enabling them by constantly being that shoulder to cry on? Because they're not dealing with the impact of their fall, and you do find things at rock bottom. And then the second thing is acknowledging their impact on you because it is draining to do that like how much of my attention which is limitless but limit limited in wasting it Mm -hmm. how much of it is having to go towards them um and then you kind of do the steps with trying to have those conversations seeing how that goes and if it doesn't really go well letting the separation kind of happen and you have to be disciplined with that and letting people come back in or walking away from something and trusting that if you're meant to circle back, you will. Mm. But it's just not in alignment and it's messing with my vibration, which means it's messing with how I'm doing things. Yeah, so you definitely. have to trust that. Yeah. I think that was an area of my life that I wasn't disciplined at all. Mm. So when we were speaking about different areas, that's definitely an area that I still have to work on because I have this thing where I see the best in everybody. Yeah. No matter what, you can put the devil in front of me. I'll be like, but he is like, <laughs> but he's had trauma. He's put you down. <laughs> exactly. I am definitely yeah. that person. So, and I'm also like quite, you know, I want to see everybody succeeding. So mm. it takes a lot for me to 
step away from people because I will always be like, but you can do this. And I see people's potential before they even see it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that is such a hard place to be because you can see the greatness in someone and you're trying to pull it out of them. But what you have to realize is what you said, they mm. have to do it themselves. And yeah. it might mean that they hit rock bottom. It might mean that they never ever fulfill their potential. Mm but that is not your problem. No. And that's something that I really have to be disciplined with. It, it could be friends, family, mm. you know, partners, anything. I'm definitely that person that's like, I'll help you and I will hinder myself yeah. to help somebody else. Mm. So it might be that I'm taking time out of my day or, you know, I'm taking time out of the things that I should be doing to help mm. you grow, which is then hindering me and then I'm behind on my projects or something. Yeah. So understanding that that is something that happens and then being trying to pull yourself away from that is quite hard how do you deal with that so how do you like stop feeling that you want to help other people that's my struggle to be honest because a lot of it's tied to my loyalties to these people as well mm. like i know we all eventually have to grow up and go through our own paths but we've walked a certain path together. Mm -hmm. Like we've been through things. You've had my back in certain situations. I've had your back in certain situations. So there's this loyalty where I feel like I, I don't want to leave you mm -hmm. to, to try and figure it out on your own because I, I honestly don't think anybody's got it figured out anyway. Yeah. Mm. But it's even harder when you, like you said, when you can see that there's potential in someone and you're just going to leave them to it. So that's something that I'm really struggling with, my loyalty, because like I said, I've got people that come from a certain walk of life and just leaving them to it, it will probably, I don't know what will hurt more as in me just leaving them to it and then getting a phone call that's, oh, something, something's happened or, mm -hmm. or me still sticking around and being part of that something that's happened, if that makes sense. So I've mastered this part of my life. <laughs> love please, this. Please let us know. <laughs> all the info we need. So I'm going to give you the tips yes, and the tricks. Please. And the only reason I mastered it was because I was on the other end of the spectrum. And it just really dragged me down with people. Mm. So there's, and it's still hard now because especially when you're starting to accelerate, you really don't want to leave people behind. You want them to come with you. And that isn't easy at all. Like it's still hard. But one thing we have to remember is how much we disable others when we forget that they are actively making choices mm. they're making choices and you have to remember the past versions of yourself that didn't make choices either and no one taught you like everyone has that navigation system that ability and you have to trust that you have to trust that they're responsible for their choices and they are actively making them. And we can think that we're helping people with giving advice and certain things, but what's like a small baby step for you might be such a large step for them. So I think for me, what helped me was knowing that I'm actually not helping anyone in the way that I think I am. And I have to trust them that they have everything that I have, you know, because pity isn't love. Mm. <laughs> And part mm. of being accountable is to know when you're pitying someone. That's a fair point. That's interesting. Mm. That's, That's really interesting. Mm. And I liked what you said that everybody has the navigation. Yeah. Because we do. And it might take others a lot longer to find it or they may never mm. find it. But I think one thing that I'll take from that is that we're all on our own path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I found it really hard is, especially with like, even with like family members, especially because these people are your loved ones. Yeah. Um, but 
they have their own path. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you cannot control anybody else. I found that really hard because I realized I'm actually quite controlling. Yeah. And it's not from a it's not from a bad place. Mm. It's from a very good place. I'm trying to control my outcomes, your outcomes, everybody's outcomes mm. so that it's the best. But what you realize is you could give somebody that chance after chance after chance. And what they're showing you is that they're not ready mm. to become who you see that they are. And if they never get there, then that is that is their problem. And I think that's the hard part. Like you said, it's the yeah. hard part of, but what if? But at the same time, like we are all on this journey alone mm. and we have to focus on us and we can, yeah. the thing is, people will align with your path as well and yeah. the right mm. people will yeah. align. So whether it's family, friends, whoever it is that comes into mm. your life, you have to be disciplined enough to learn when to let that go. Yeah. And when you do find that, you'll find that your life flows a lot easier because when you're trying to help these people, you're, I don't know, it kind of has a profound effect on your life and you're struggling and you know, you're not in a good space or you're getting stressed and you let that go. You cut that person, you're like, oh my God, mm. it's so peaceful. You've done that with friends before, like when you've let friends go and you're yeah. like, actually, those constant phone calls moaning was mm. like really annoying. Yeah, yeah, it was draining. And you don't realize until you cut it off and realize how much peace you yeah. have. And you can still maintain relationships, like especially with family members and going down different paths. And I don't mean different as in better or worse. Like mm -hmm. I mean different as in just completely different, like maybe more spiritual and maybe less spiritual. So just like a lot of resonance that isn't there. But we still bond, we still laugh, we still have moments with finding common ground that we still have. And I think that's the question, like how many of my needs are being met here and how much can I enjoy this person? And if the majority of the time is not enjoying it, mm -hmm. then it might have to be more painful. But if it's kind of you moving forward in a certain way and them not, there, there's always a way to kind of keep people with you without gripping and hanging on. Mm. 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 I think the difficult thing for me as well is I know that there's differences. So some people can teach themselves discipline, right? Mm -hmm. And other people need an example. Mm. I've been on both sides of the coin, mm -hmm. um, just depending on what the situation is. But sometimes recognizing that makes me want to be that example for certain people yeah. that I'm close to, like especially like family. Not not as much friends because I feel like mm. they've got their own people yeah. around them as well. But family, um, especially if you're like an older sibling or mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. of that nature. How do you separate the two there when there is somebody that is essentially looking up to you because they are younger than you and you've got to be that example of discipline but within yourself, you're kind of just working it out. Like there's no example mm. for you but you're trying to be the example for someone else. That is the example though. Like that's the example that people need to see. So right now I'm doing a 40 day challenge to like quit a certain habit. Mm. And you give yourself 40 days to do that because that's kind of how it becomes cemented. And the challenge isn't to have 40 clean days. It's to go as long as you can. And then if you trip up or fail, whatever, you start again. But the whole point is to be able to bring the unconscious to the conscious. Mm. You know, it isn't to have completed quitting this habit is to understand the steps that take you to that habit what the triggers are what the journey mm -hmm. is there and how to move back from it so it's more of a journey of learning yourself and I think when we hold that in mind at the root of discipline that I'm learning myself because I'm trying to 
improve myself, then it doesn't matter if you fail because a failure is a success. And I think that's the example that needs to be set because a lot of things that hold people back with discipline is that fear of failure. Definitely. Mm. Really interesting. Um, I've not drank for four months. Um, So I quit alcohol. I've been one of those people that like, quit and then start and then quit and then start. It's just mm. one of those things, isn't it? Like, you know, if you've been hungover, you're like, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. And then yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I had like probably the worst hangover. I'm 28 mm. now, so I'm like, I can't deal. <laughs> I can't actually deal. And mm. um, I, I've managed to become disciplined this time and mm. there's different reasons why. One, I didn't give myself a timeline. I never said I was never going to drink again, but I also, didn't say, right, I'm doing it for 30 days, I'm doing dry January, I'm doing mm. Stoptober. There was no time limit. It was, I'm gonna go for as long as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I think mm. by giving myself that, it's been a lot easier. Now, one mm. of my friends, um, she actually was an alcoholic at one point, And one of the things that they said is, even if you have a drink, you don't need to start all over again. You haven't, mm. you know, even if you, say for example, you didn't drink for a year and you mm. had one drink, it doesn't mean that that whole year has it been, to yeah, has yeah. gone to waste. Yeah. And that really resonated with me because mm. I think that, okay, if for example, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have a cocktail while I'm on holiday. Does that mean that I've wasted all four mm. months? Or does it mean that I've had a cocktail and then I might not drink for another six months? Yeah and Mm. understanding that you can kind of go back and forth. Now, if you then said that you wasn't drinking and you go back into full, I think a lot of the time people go back into the habits full blown and probably even worse than before Mm. is because they've put a lot of pressure on themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think pressure works differently for different people. I'm somebody that if you put too much pressure on me, I'll crumble in a way, depending on what it is. If it was like Mm. uni deadlines before, like two hours before deadline, I can do it. But I think you have to understand your pressure points. Mm. Understanding how much pressure can you take. Mm. Don't tell yourself that you're gonna go to the gym five times a week when you've not even gone once. Do you know what I mean? Understanding Mm. what are your limits with discipline because don't go all out now yeah. depends i don't know you might be somebody that has to go all out all of the time mm. i'm different i can look at different areas of my life and think actually i want to go to the gym five times a week currently probably going once and then sometimes missing three weeks mm. so then i was like okay i'm gonna go two or three times a week and then having that you know seeing those results and being like oh, i can do this yeah ticking that, that off momentum. the small wins mm. might actually be better for some people so yeah, that actually really resonates with me, even though I just said everything about the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> because that's kind of what I found. Like, I think when I have all that pressure on me, I start really, really strong. Yeah. And then I burn out quickly because I'm like, yeah, this is going so great, blah, blah, blah. And then my relapse is a thousand times worse mm-hmm. than how it was when I started the the thing that I'd set for myself. And I think that's a really gentle way to kind of not have the bar low, but to give yourself the opportunity to succeed rather than to fail. Yeah, and Mm. discipline is a whole lifestyle change. So for me, going to the gym, eating healthy, becoming a healthy person, I started with this personal trainer and this man was a bodybuilder. Mm. And honestly, I couldn't, it was too much pressure. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just a girl, I'm just, (laughs) please. He was like, you can't eat this, you can't have that. I love cake, I'm not mm. gonna not eat cake. And the thing is, it's unrealistic expectations that he mm. was putting on me. And I just knew, and I was like, mm, no, that's not gonna work for me. I tried yeah. to do it, cut out carbs, cut out this, cut out that. And I was like, one thing that I learned from that was mm. 
I am a person that wants to do things for the long term. These fad diets, they're not long term. Yeah. You know, mm. certain things aren't long term. So you have to look at what do you want for your lifestyle? So for me, it was like, I want to still be able to eat and enjoy nice food. I want to eat cake. I'm not giving up cake. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> this may not be the best health advice. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not like a PT, as you can tell. But <laughs> what worked for me was that within a year, my whole like body changed. I got mm. to the place that I wanted to be. But it wasn't six weeks. Yeah. And maybe if I'd have done it for six weeks, I'd have quit after six weeks and gone back to exactly where yeah, I was. Yeah. What I had to do was learn to have smaller portion sizes, mm. you know, go to the gym for a, a certain number of days, um, learn to like really enjoy healthier food, mm. you know, make different decisions. But that can't come, it doesn't come within a week, it doesn't come within six weeks actually it might come over a year it might yeah. take you a year to get to where you want to be but sometimes mm. we kind of rush don't we yeah 100 mm. percent. consistency is not built overnight mm. so it's about small increments added to your day and see what what sticks really mm. that's how i look at it anyway um i had a question actually on. so on that like say when you're quitting one thing like alcohol for instance and going down that like gentler way of doing things my question, I'm trying to phrase the question, <laughs> but basically what I want to know is how did you do that, I guess? Like, did you, you know, build consistency with not drinking? Because I think my thing is I want to try it that way because I think it might work better. But what's the measurement if it's not a time frame? Is it kind of like, let me see how many days I can do without this? Yeah, so um, making different choices, mm. um, understanding, so, you know why are you drinking so mm. i listened to a podcast really really interesting podcast and it actually changed my whole perspective mm. so whatever it is that you're trying to quit you're always going to have an urge okay mm. so whether that's eating whether it's drinking whether it's smoking that urge is never going to go mm. it's always going to be there yeah. and i quit smoking three years ago actually I, i've had an urge probably like twice since then mm. but there was an urge that was there yeah. that urge might never ever go away so how are you going to change how you react to the urge so normally mm. you have an urge to drink and you drink so what can you do in replace of that so for me i actually looked into why is it that I am drinking? And a lot of the time it was like just a release, a stress release gets to the end of the day mm. or the end of the week and you're like, I want to, you know, release this tension, stress, whatever. So for me, I started going to a yoga on a Thursday mm. and then yoga really releases a lot of emotions, a lot of stored up, you know, things inside your body. So then Friday comes and I don't actually need, I don't actually want mm. a drink because I've You're released not as that. Tense, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really individual, and this is what I think that everybody has to do: make your journey really individual, make it about mm. you, because what works for somebody is not going to work for somebody else. So I could tell you everything that I've done, and that's never going to work for you. So you just have to really look at what is the reason behind me doing this? If a lot of the time it's actually habit and routine. So mm. again, with smoking, it might be that your routine is to get up and on the way to work, you have a cigarette. Mm. So that's the routine and you have to like break the habit. But I think for me, you have to have your why. What is mm. the reason why you're doing it? 
um, maybe not to put too much pressure on yourself. And what are you going to put in place? I drink shitloads. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drink shitloads of Nozeka. <laughs> Honestly, over the Christmas mm. period and over like New Year's Eve and stuff like that. Mm. And then even like on a Friday with the girls now, we have a bottle of Nozeka. Mm. So it's Is that like a non-alcoholic non Prosecco? Prosecco. Okay. So I never yeah. put that into my life mm. before. I never ever like had anything else as an alternative mm. because you want to go hard on yourself you're like right i'm not doing anything you know sometimes yeah. it might be you might just need to reduce down as well it might not be you go as hard into uh, completely stopping drinking yeah. it might be that you only drink once a month mm. only for celebrations only if you're on holiday you know start to limit yourself but it depends how much you want it it depends what your reason why um, and yeah, for me, it's just been now I've got this far. Now I'm like, well, actually, I've got four months. I can get to six months. Mm. Um, but like and now said, you're excited for the milestones yeah. rather than dreading them. Exactly. Mm. And also I have like the certain releases. I have the yoga. Mm. You know, I've got the alternatives there. So don't set yourself up for failure. Don't yeah. like try and quit something that's, you know, been in your life for a long time. Go hard mm. at it because you probably will fall. But also if you do fall, it's fine. Yeah. You can get back up. It's not it's not a waste of time. I think we're quite hard on ourselves, aren't we? I was just going to say that cuz smoking's been like a big one for me with quitting that and it it is really really hard and I think I was trying to be really hard on myself like no, you can do it because you haven't done it. It's because you're just not doing it hard enough. And then I'd always have like a huge relapse mm -hmm. and just buy a vape and go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But then I kind of put different things in place. I was like, you know what? I need to swallow my pride and just maybe use nicotine patches or yeah. something like that. Or, you know, kind of do that. And then sometimes it would just be too much and I'd rip the patch off and vape anyway. Yeah. So hearing this is so helpful, especially with what you said about, you know, the <clears throat> urge will always be there. Because I think we shame ourselves so much as mm -hmm. well for having the urges that we do and how we kind of got ourselves into these habits and you spiral. But knowing that you're not going to eradicate that energy or that voice, you can just silence it a bit more yeah. is really comforting to know, actually. It is. Mm. It was a piece of advice that I listened to and I was like, that's completely changed the game for yeah. me because everybody has urges. Mm. Even if somebody doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, there's something. There's mm -hmm. something. There's always going to be something. It, it might mm. be a donut. It might be food. <laughs> it might be anything. There's going to be yeah. something and everybody has their own things. Because sometimes we look at other people as well and we think, oh, well, they've done it and they don't smoke mm. and they don't drink and they don't do this and that. But everybody has their own things. Mm. Um, but yeah, understanding that urges never going to go it's always going to be there. It's how you control that and sometimes it might be too much and then you just smoke yeah but guess what it's about the resilience and the bounce back as mm. well so mm -hmm. you know what that happened but guess what i'm not going to smoke all week now yeah you know? and then you kind of feel satisfied because you're like it's just a week <laughs> yeah and then if i do it again i can do two weeks like whatever whatever it is mm. how much do you both look into the how or the why let me say the why or the how, I don't know. <laughs> the <laughs> the, the, the question. Why, the why of why you're actually doing it. Right, mm. so that's for example, if you wanna be healthy, how deep do you look into it? Do you just say, I wanna be, I wanna live a healthier lifestyle or do you look at why I wanna live a healthier lifestyle? Because I feel like mm. there's a lot of people that say they wanna do something because it seems cool to do that. So mm. I wanna live a healthier lifestyle because I see everybody on TikTok in the gym looking a certain way. but realistically within yourself why do you want to live a healthier uh, mm. live a healthier lifestyle do you ever look past the 
not the surface of it, but do you ever look a bit deeper into why you want to do certain things, mm. or even with yourself, like why, why you actually wanted to quit? Was it the was it the real reasons? Was it the right reasons, mm. or was it just because people were telling you that you need to quit? No. So for me, quitting smoking was because of how it was actually like affecting me and my body and then remembering periods of time like especially over the second half of covid i think i did quite a while without smoking and how much better i felt mm. so <clears throat> and then superficial reasons as well like hair skin nails all that mm-hmm. all that cool stuff so i think knowing my why though because my urges are so strong isn't helping me because I'll have the why in my head mm. and then I'll just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think looking at why do I do this might be better to understand, like I said, those unconscious agreements and what's going on, like what part of your identity do you think you're needing that you don't need anymore? That's really mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I really looked at the deep, deeper why mm. um, before therapy. Mm. Um, and I think that even if you don't go to therapy, but you journal and you actually go into it. But again, at the same time, so it's like, Mm. again, it's a parallel because you know, even if you know your why, you're still going to do it. So then you have to look at triggers. Mm. Then you actually have to look at what is triggering me because you know, so say for example, you know that you want to go to the gym for your own sake. It's not just because Mm. of everybody else. It's like, you know what? I've put on three stone. I really, really want to lose this weight. I want to feel better about myself. So you you have your why, okay? And it's it's quite mm-hmm. a strong why. What happens when six o'clock comes and it's time to get up to the gym mm. and go to the gym? What happens then? That's discipline. Mm. That is discipline. The why is there. Mm. But if the discipline isn't there, it doesn't matter because yeah. you have to go beyond your why and beyond your feelings mm. because you do not want to feel, you don't feel like getting up and going to the gym at 6 a.m. No. But it's habit, it's routine, and it's just just doing it. Like you just mm. have to just do it. It is what it is. Yeah, it's, I agree. One of my favorite yeah. sayings um, I heard someone say was discipline, discipline is what happens when motivation fails. Yes, mm. that is my favorite quote at the minute. I'm living by that for 2024. I need to put that as my screensaver. Yeah, <laughs> motivation isn't, isn't gonna be there. I am not motivated. <laughs> yeah, and motivation comes and goes. It's waves. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely somebody that like struggled with, because sometimes I could be really mm. motivating and motivational to others, mm. but then, or sometimes I can be really motivational to others, but not to myself. Yeah. So discipline has come in because it's been like, I just, I can't explain. Discipline is just doing, mm. just doing. Yeah. Because because you have to, and that's mm. it. There's no other option. It is what it is. And yeah, discipline mm. for me is just doing. So when the alarm goes off at six, you get up because that's what that's what you do. Because mm. you can have the why, you want to be this person, but at 6 a.m. when it's cold, that's not- You don't, you care, don't care about that. You're like, oh, I could do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want it that bad yeah. anymore. <laughs> you know, I decided against it, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. So the triggers is the key, the most key mm-hmm. thing. I literally agree with that so much because that's the thing that stops you from doing what you want to do. And in that <coughs> book, atomic habits Mm. um they talk about it's about setting up systems and processes to help achieve that thing to avoid those triggers and also accepting that for a certain period of time you're going to be in the valley of disappointment where it feels like you're doing a lot every day and seeing nothing Mm -hmm. but then it all comes in in one go and you get the the good stuff from those results yeah it's about Mm. the it's about the long term it's about understanding that 
you know what you want for the long term is going to come but you just have to keep doing mm. that thing there is a quote about it and i can't remember what it is mm. but it's basically about the long-term success and holding that end goal yeah. especially like with the gym or other things where you know it takes a time it takes time to build up but when you actually see the results you'll be like oh my god that actually really worked mm. and then the motivation comes in i think the motivation comes in once the results are done so yeah. now i'm motivated to go to the gym because i can see that it works yeah. we're humans we want to see we want to see it we want something tangible but until mm. that happens discipline has to come in at that point yeah 100 what do you guys think about like how disciplined do you need to be to be disciplined <laughs> in terms of <laughs> what's the loophole here no, yeah no, in terms of like yeah like do you feel because i think is there a middle ground and i'm asking so genuinely because you know i don't know if it does work to have that but maybe it does because one day you might not really want to do it so it doesn't mean not going to the gym altogether but finding you know still going but maybe doing something a bit less like is that a helpful thing or is that a myth <laughs> no that's helpful for very me very helpful i think okay. personally mm -hmm. it depends but for me i spoke about this the other day actually mm -hmm. so i was saying that um even if you can't be bothered to go to the gym I sometimes go to the gym and do 20 minutes, you know? Mm. I go and do three exercises and go home. But was it mm. worth it? Yeah. I still went, I still did the thing. There's mm. gonna be times when you're just not going to want to do it. Again, depending on mm. if you've got something massive going on in your life. So maybe it's like, you can't do the full mm. thing that you wanna do, but you can just do a little bit. So yeah. I don't know, maybe like, it's it like with, yeah. And it's like, say for example, like you, you talk about content. You know, you might not want to like film content today, but can you do a little bit of research into what it is that you want to record? Yeah. And maybe just do a little thing, a little step each day. Mm. That's what Build I live But it's one thing with discipline that I wanted to ask. Does it always need to be something major that's happened for it to spark within you? Because a, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an interesting story. What? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've got this thing where, like, you know, something major has to happen into my life. I, well, it doesn't mm. now. I'm, I'm trying to get away from that being my story. Yeah. Mm. I'm very much all or nothing. Yeah. Like, something major has to happen in my life for me to make a big change. Mm. But then I'm trying to rewrite that story because it, it doesn't have to be that way. Do you no. know what I mean? But it's yeah. funny because it depends who you are as a person, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but for me, I know there's been times where it's like, it took that hangover from hell to make me not to make me never drink again where you look at yourself yeah. and you're like this can't be it yeah this just can't yeah or it would take like the absolute end of a toxic relationship to be like hello mm. can you see what was happening here yeah it's always dead extreme <laughs> i'm learning to try and not think to make things so mm. extreme but i don't know what well, how about you guys i've learned to be able to leave things on a high if that makes mm. sense mm. but it's not it doesn't happen every time. I'll mm. be lying. I love putting it like that, though. Leave things on a on a high. It's such a good way to put it. Because I'm similar to yourself. Like I really need to learn the hardest way. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just keep pushing. I'll keep towing the line. Like I'll keep going until it does. And I'm trying to change my story as well. That's why I'm like I kind of need to quit the things that I need to quit. And I think the biggest thing for me with changing that story was probably how I ended last year. And I was really happy with all the internal growth and everything. But I think a good part of me inside knew that nothing has failed. You haven't done anything mm -hmm. wrong, but there is so much further you could go if you just really 
dedicate yourself to committing to what you want to do and mm. achieve because there was this dissatisfaction of where I wanted to be and how I wasn't there. And I didn't let that make me feel bad, but I didn't want to feel that way again. So yeah, having, having that was all internally, you managed to look within yourself and realize you needed to do something about it. I just saw so my birthday's in December and I just oh, saw the candles on the cake and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I can't feel like this again. Birthday time <laughs> is kind of that time, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like for for me, New Year doesn't really make that much of a difference. Yeah, so where's your birthday? Yeah, your mine's birthday? in June, mm. so mine's halfway through the year. Then I'm like, right, I've got six months to do everything. That's I such need a to nice do. spot though to have a birthday, <laughs> like a real check in midway. Yeah, but it is that point, isn't it? Like mm. you, as you get older, you know, time like isn't meant to be like a massive com- concept, depending on how you look at it. But mm. you do have the societal pressures, mm. and I think every year on your birthday it's like I remember writing a journal entry and I was like I do not want to spend another birthday hungover mm. and it's so funny because the thing is I'm not somebody that like drank every day or anything like that but it was one of those things where like any celebrations or like mm. weekends stuff like that but then I realized that it was an actual problem mm. in my life and you have to look at what are problems because mm. somebody could be like oh but you only drank on a Friday you only drank on a Saturday it's not that bad what's mm. bad for you isn't bad for them. You yeah. know, you might be someone that just smokes socially, but actually you want to quit that completely. Mm. So you have to really look at what are your own milestones? What, mm. who do you want to be? And how are you going to get there? Mm. Um, and again, I think that helps with discipline because if you think about the person that you want to be, like, you know, this dream person, this dream version of yourself, what specifically do they look like? What habits do they have? Where do mm. they go? What do they do? And then you look at where you are now. And it's like, well, am I helping or am I hindering myself? And I think sometimes when you keep looking, rather than looking outside, rather than looking at, you know, Joe on Instagram and what he or she's mm. got, it's like, well, where do I want to be? And then how do I get to be that person? And I always think that that helps me a lot more because I'm not looking externally at what everybody else has got. I'm thinking, right, I want to be, you know, this person that goes to the gym at 6 a.m. and she's healthy and she does yoga and, you know, Mm -hmm. she does all of these things. Um, But right now I'm not doing any of those things. So what steps can I take to get there? And then every time that I feel like I don't want to go to the gym, I'm like, but next level Janelle does. So Mm -hmm. you have to kind of like bring yourself into that reality. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. keep that in mind at all times. Is definitely difficult though. It is. I think for me, I don't know if that works for me with thinking about, because I've tried to do that, like to picture who I want to be and what she does. And then I just go into like my imaginative world and I'm really thinking about it. And I felt like for me, the more I did that, the more it felt like a whole separate person. Ah. Like it put more distance in between that because it became almost like this fictional, unattainable version of myself and then I'd add more habits and things and it just made the version of me today feel so much less because I'm not that person and a lot of that was also influenced by like you know what I was seeing on YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that so I think a good gateway into coming out of that is bringing it back to you like what do you want to do and that's quite hard if what you want to do might be a little unconventional but I think one thing that helps me especially with like bringing that version of myself into the moment is thinking, how do I want to feel? Like, do I want to feel like this? 
you know is there another way to feel this dopamine that i'm feeling from whatever i'm doing right now because that feels really good but i don't like how my lungs hurt (laughs) so (laughs) it's kind of like yeah bringing it back to how you feel because also how you feel creates that mental environment that we were talking about earlier and then that creates your outer environment like thoughts really do impact your emotions which then impact your behaviors so trying to cultivate the feelings that I want and knowing that I don't necessarily have to be exactly that person in that timeline to feel the way that I want to feel right now Mm. does help me I Mm. like that and for Mm. me it's giving me a whole other perspective and what's really Mm. interesting is everybody has their own individual ways of doing it there's no one set way and I think sometimes you listen to like motivational speakers or you read these books Mm. and people will say for example like me this is what you need to do you know Mm. you need to feel like this and then you would say but you know this is how I do it and I think again bringing it back to the individual person how are you going to become disciplined it's it's completely down to you like what helps me might not help you like you Mm. said for you that was like well actually the person I want to be and the person I am now is massively different but Mm. the whole point about the feeling work for you and that actually would probably work for me too Mm. Um, but it's just trying lots of different things and then figuring out what works for you but I think that with all of the information that's out there you know getting up at 5am and does not work that might not work for you you (laughs) might be a night owl Mm. like getting up at 6am and going to bed at 10pm that really works for me because I Mm. know that by kind of 6 7pm nothing's getting done if it's not been done before then I'm doing nothing so you have to work out what works for you but these kind of like motivational and discipline books are like right get up at 5am go to the gym five days a week Mm. and if you don't do any of that then you're a failure do you know what I mean it's It's too much it's way too much like even like one small example because I was thinking about why what is going to get me out of bed in the morning because I have that habit of lying there blah 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 not getting up and I tried so many different things like listening to a motivational video maybe having a shower first whatever like nothing really works and I realized the thing that really does something to me in a visceral way is music so Mm -hmm. I made like a little morning playlist to play as soon as I wake up and it's not like all the maybe you know more superficial songs that I'd listen to would have lyrics that I really like that resonate with me and that make me feel good and want to get moving so it's even like you said bringing it back to yourself because you're not really going to hear that in the morning. You're going to hear about you probably shouldn't do that first thing. Yeah. But it works for me. So you kind of have to... You just got to find what yeah. works for yourself. Mm. Definitely. How do you both deal with things that aren't as visible but require some sort of discipline? Um, for example, I had a friend and... They, I wouldn't even say struggling, but they had an issue with sexual discipline mm. where there's nothing... F- like looking at it there doesn't seem like there's a problem or anything that you need to be disciplined about but (laughs) (laughs) beyond that there was definitely there was definitely elements of discipline that was required so it's obviously it's easier to Mm. find discipline when it's things like the gym or Mm. eating or things that you can physically see in front of you how do you find implementing discipline into your life over things that aren't as physical or visible to Mm. you I'd say it goes back to that urge, Mm. you know, I think again, that can go back to the urge. So his urge Mm. or a lot of people's urge is around sex. And I Mm. think um, understanding that it is just an urge Mm. and maybe looking at it in a a different way. Now, 
sexual discipline is definitely something that I think, you know, depends on who you are as a person, and you know how sexual you are, and mm. it, it's going to be completely different for different people. And yeah, exactly. Things, yeah. Um, but again, looking into the reason why, mm. why do you have that urge, mm. and then what does it do for you? Is it just that fix in the moment, and then it actually doesn't get you anywhere? Because I mm. think that when you think about any any urge in that way, I think every urge is linked to dopamine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, because yeah, even if you have like, it might not even be an addiction, but you know, a habit of watching porn in the morning or something, mm. like looking at that why you're doing something is more important as a first step than looking at why you want to change. Because you'll always yeah. think of reasons why you don't want to do yeah. this. But you have to look at what it is. Like, is it a deeper issue connected around intimacy? Or is it just that you need to take supplements for dopamine and Mm -hmm. for, you know, what you're getting from that? Yeah. And again, Mm -hmm. I think it links back to habit. If you are somebody that's always, especially with things like porn, like that, Mm. they, it's highly addictive. There's lots of things. Smoking's highly addictive. Mm. You know, these things are highly addictive things. So if it's been something that's been in your life and it's been a routine for a long time, that's probably why. Mm. And then, I don't know, maybe you're somebody that's always enjoyed sex and you have a lot of sex and again, that becomes a habit and it actually becomes routine Mm. and then you have to really look at it like, you know what, this is something. And especially like, if you've been doing this for 10 years, this is who you are now, unfortunately. So you've got to really, you've got to change that. So again, it's like, you have to, just take it a step at a time and be mm. like, right, I'm not going to do it today. Yeah, that's not, it. Just yeah. today. Just today mm. and then try again tomorrow mm-hmm. and then see day. how you go. But then again, it's like back to the resilience because I think something like that, especially when it comes to sex, a lot of the time it probably is linked to intimacy. There's probably mm. a lot of deeper feelings and you really have to go deep within yourself. Not a lot of people are willing to do that. Mm, because only because it's scary and, it and you shame yourself. I, I was gonna say like the ultimate step one is to give yourself compassion. And I think even that saying, you know, you've had 10 years of this momentum playing itself out now. It's okay that you are where you are, mm-hmm. you know? And it's okay that whatever happened took you there. And it's okay if nothing took you there and that's just what you decided to do one day and it's stuck. Yeah. You can't shame yourself because that is literally the block to courage and you're never going to have that bravery to take the hard steps and mm-hmm. be vulnerable with quitting something if you keep telling yourself that you're pathetic for having it in the first place yeah shame yeah. is probably one of the biggest reasons of why you don't end up quitting yeah which mm. is really weird because you actually you think that the shame would bring you out of it it doesn't it makes you go deeper inside yourself and especially when it comes to sex like there's a lot of shame already Mm. you know if i don't know if you've got a certain fantasy about something there's a lot of shame around that there's shame around porn there's shame around everything but in actual fact we're all humans and we all Mm -hmm. have urges for different things um and until you get over that shame um you're never going to get out of that place so until Mm. and, and forgiveness Forgive yourself from whatever's happened. Forgive yourself for, again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, making decisions when that was the option that you Mm. chose at at that point in time. Learning to really, a lot of this stuff takes deep inner work. Mm -hmm. It does. And it's hard. And there's gonna be a lot of people that are just scared to even open that box Mm. because you open that up and it's it's a lot. Mm. It's a hell of a lot. It's a lot. And I think we all need to remember that humans are hardwired for so many things through um, nurture 
but mm -hmm. naturally we really all are hardwired for love mm -hmm. we are you know we seek connection in so many different ways like we love movies we love that song it's just in us to love so we need to do that for ourselves and i think telling yourself that you just love yourself the way you are and it's fine how you got there and i think as well discipline I don't know if discipline really does go hand in hand with tough love, you know, like you have to do this, blah, blah, blah. I think a shift for me was saying, I'm doing this because I love myself. Like, because mm. I love myself, I'm gonna open the curtains and open a window. Because even when you are looking at the whys, it is exhausting work, which is why you do need to be adaptable with how you're being disciplined. It's a lot to look at yourself. So making that journey as easy as possible moment to moment which mm -hmm. is why i loved what you said about the day-to-day -day thing um it's just a nicer way of doing it and it's got a higher success rate i feel <laughs> yeah and mm -hmm. also your moods are going to change yeah different things are going to happen day to day mm -hmm. so unfortunately not every day you're going to be able to show up and give 100 percent. Mm -hmm. it might be i don't know you wake up it's the middle of summer you've got so much motivation and you feel 100 that day mm. you're going to feel great the next day something could happen because we also forget that in putting discipline into our lives stopping doing things or starting to do things there's also a whole lot of external factors mm -hmm. yeah. you know emotions feelings relationships mm -hmm. etc so understanding and taking it day by day and be like you know what today i don't feel too good yeah. so maybe today's not a gym day but tomorrow might mm -hmm. be so yeah. and understand you can take that time off like I think I've had about a week off the gym now and I'm like, I really need to get back into it. But as long as I do get back into it, that's the mm. point. It's about bouncing back. Yeah. Not leave, you know, discipline is like, you know, you don't, you don't just fall off for seven months. You know mm. what I mean? It's, it's mm. about the bouncing back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you have to give yourself a little bit of a break as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that Indeed. makes sense. Um, mm. We're at that point of the show though. Mm-hmm. We are. We want to hit us with your words yeah so at the end of each episode we do a word of advice so kind of wrapping up advice in one word to do with with discipline but we never actually do one word so i guess <laughs> it's just the same today we one said word. it we've never yeah <laughs> maybe word. small sentence so, yeah yeah small <laughs> sentence <laughs> or even kind of like what word would you put alongside discipline to help you get through it you know Oh, um, consistency. Mm. Yeah, I think consistency because I think that discipline comes with consistency. I actually do believe that they go hand in hand. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What about yourself? I would say discipline and faith because I mm. feel like you have to have faith that whatever horrible thing you're experiencing as this part of the journey in discipline, it's getting you to where you want to be. And it's kind of what you said earlier on when you can't see the results you don't use your eyes with faith so you have to have faith that it will happen so i'd mm. say that mm. makes sense mm. i would just say discipline's a personal journey mm. um you can't really look outward too much you have to be able to do the work inside and there's not a negative connotation to discipline as we was once told as a child like yeah to be disciplined was almost like you're a in punishment. trouble <laughs> or yeah. a punishment yeah. but, oh, that's um, such a good point to bring yeah. up i mm. think it's just yeah 
yeah, it's a personal journey. That's yeah. really true as well. Even looking at why you view discipline the way that you view it, because that's actually shocked me. That's so true. <laughs> like yeah. how you, what you associate with the word discipline. 100%. Mm. 100%. Well, um, yeah. it's been great having you here. Yeah. yeah. It's been such a good conversation. <laughs> it's been such free flowing. And mm. it's like, you've made some really good points and you've made me think about stuff, which I love. So, yeah, likewise. Definitely. I'm done with the 40 day challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to whoever's 40 day challenge that was. <laughs> yeah, I've been on day one for weeks. <laughs> so I'm glad that's done. <laughs> but thank you so much well, for coming been on. Great, it's been, yeah, thank you. Great, great addition guest. today. Um, mm. Where can everybody find you if they want to look yeah. at your podcast and the things that you're doing, the great things you're doing? Yeah, so you can <coughs> head over to Soulful Success on tic- Soulful Success podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And I was on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Brilliant. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. So, yeah, thank you for joining us again. Thank you so mm. much. And until next time. Until next time. <laughs>